0: I would like to uh, just welcome all of you here to our Christmas service and Christmas Eve service. And, you know, this has been a very different year than usual. And our services have had to be very different. We've even had to count every single person that has come in. And uh, many of the normal activities that we would usually do, we, we, we have not been able to do this year. Nevertheless, I have a strong feeling from all of the people I've spoken to through before the service this evening and through our drive-through event earlier on that I think many of us are determined to make this an even more special Christmas than we would normally do, because so many things have been stripped away from us that what you want to hold on to is the one thing that is tried, that is true, that is eternal, and that is the real and true meaning and message of Christmas. And So I don't know if you've noticed, I'm sure you did, but as you came in to the foyer, you may have seen that out there among the Christmas trees and among our decorations, there is a little miniature choo-choo train, a little steam engine. Did you see that? A little version of the Polar Express. How many of you have ever seen the movie, the Christmas movie, The Polar Express? Give me a little wave. Have any of you ever seen the 3D version of it, uh, IMAX or something? Did anybody ever see that? Did they not bring out the 3D version in Canada? (laughs) We saw the 3D version in Scotland, um, for sure. Uh, Even though we had seen it before, we went back to do the 3D version. And so here... The Polar Express is one of these movies, there's a few of them, that they play every single Christmas. For instance, tomorrow night on CTV, they're showing The Polar Express. I'm sure it's probably also on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that as well. But it's one of these movies that come up again and again. There's a lot of bad Christmas movies, but there's a number of classic Christmas movies that they show every year, all the way back to the days of black and white films, like It's a Wonderful Life, and there's so many other, you know, The the Grinch, and all of these other things that are shown, and The Polar Express is probably one of my favorites. Now, I wanted to show you a clip from the Polar Express, but Sony Movies is run by the Grinch, and they wouldn't give us permission. (laughs) I mean, we were going to give them a free advert for their movie, and they wouldn't give us permission. So there is always a way to sidestep illegal things. I don't know if you've (laughs) noticed that. And I found a way to do it. It's not to show the movie clip, but it's to show you some stills from it. Because the message of that movie, at least the message to me, is the movie is all about the magic of believing. I know some Christians don't like the word magic. You can just say in your head, the miracle of believing, okay? Okay. But there's something about the movie that it really emphasizes the magic of believing. Or another way to word that is the power of childlike faith. And so I want to share a few things about the movie just to remind you of the story And can I encourage you to, at some point, whether it's tomorrow night or at some point over the Christmas season, can I just encourage you to get together with your family or the people who live in your household and watch the movie, even if you've seen it before, because hopefully some of the things that I'm about to share with you tonight will come back to mind when you see the movie and maybe its impact and its meaning and its message may just change slightly for you. So let's have a look at what the basic story of the movie is and then I want to share with you how it does reflect the true message of Christmas. So the first thing is, as you saw there, a little boy, the movie's about a little boy, who doesn't know if he still believes in Santa and in Christmas. And he's very skeptical, and he's very cynical. And he's a little bit grumpy, actually, at the beginning of the movie. And he thinks that everyone is just, you know, he sees a a, a clockwork Santa Claus, and he thinks at first it's the real one, but it's not, and so on. And he is just continually disappointed at Christmas at the very beginning, so he goes to his bed and before he goes to sleep, he hears outside his house a steam engine pulls up it 's the polar express there wasn 't even a train track outside his house when he went to bed, so he is now totally incredulous about what is going on. He goes out with his with his um dressing gown on, and he goes out into the snow, and Tom Hanks shouts, all aboard. But the little boy almost doesn't get on board. The reason he almost doesn't get on board is because he just can't, what's the next word? He just can't believe. As you go out into the foyer, As you look around the decor, as you take your little gifts home, look at how we have the word believe everywhere because it's when we believe that miracles begin to happen in our our lives. But this little boy just can't believe it's true. It's too good to be true. So he almost misses the, the train, but he actually gets on. And as we look at the next picture, here, we see that when he gets on the train, he's given a ticket, and the ticket master takes the ticket punch. But normally they would just punch at one time. But the ticket master goes, do do "I actually had a punch. I think I've left it in my office. I will have it for the second service. do do right. OK. And he punches it a number of times, and and the little boy uh, looks at it, and it's kind of like this. It's got a letter at the beginning and a letter at the end, the letter B and the letter E, but none of it really makes that much sense to him. So he gets on the train, along with other children who are there as well. He has his ticket punched in a very strange manner. And as he compares his ticket with the other children there, they've all had their ticket punched in a very strange manner. They all have a couple of letters of the alphabet on their ticket, but it's all different ones. Anyway, on this train with the children, with Tom Hanks, the animated version of him, they go on this long journey. He is on a long journey with other travelers, they're going someplace special. They're going someplace magical. They're going to the North Pole where Santa lives with his elves. And so that, that part of the movie takes them through a time of journey. And during this journey, they learn a lot of things. Let's go on to our next picture here. When they finally get to the North Pole, the little boy has the opportunity to meet with Santa. And Santa gives him the first gift of Christmas. He says, we're gonna give out the first gift. And he calls the little boy to receive the first gift, and the first gift is a little bell. Like this. He has a little bell, and Santa gives him the, the, the little bell to the boy. I want to remind you that I said at the beginning that the boy was very skeptical. He didn't really believe in Christmas. He was filled with doubts about it all. And so when he's given the bell, he doesn't understand why. He thinks it's a broken bell because when he rings it, he doesn't hear anything. But all the other children around him hear it. Oh, wow, they're saying that's a beautiful sound. And he's saying, what sound? Because you see, what he didn't realize is, I don't know if you can see this, maybe you in the front row can, you have to believe. You have to believe in order to hear the bell. And so he's given this special gift by Santa, a sleigh bell that others can hear, but he can't hear anything until he believes. So sometimes people say seeing is believing, but believing is seeing, or in this case, believing is hearing. And so he receives that gift and then As the story goes on, he goes to get back on the train again with the other children. His ticket is punched again. And then when he is shown it, he is shown that the B at the beginning and the E at the end is now completed with the word believe. He had learned, he had received a gift during this trip, the gift of faith, the ability to believe. Actually, some of the other children, when they got their tickets punched and they looked at it, they had a different word like leader or wisdom. Uh, Whatever their gift was, Whatever God-given gift they had within them that needed to come out to bless and change the world, they discovered that not only did they receive a gift in Christmas, but they had a gift. They were a gift. And they were to discover what their gift was. Were they a leader? Were they someone with wisdom? Or in the case of this young man, was he someone who now, had the gift of faith, the ability to believe. And so, that is kind of like what the story is about. If we go on then, as they reboard the train, their ticket is punched again, this time re- revealing their gifts or talents or life purpose or however you want to word it. So, let's look on at this last slide. At the end of the movie, the boy is told this, Sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see, like wisdom or like the power of belief. And so, looking at this movie, we realize that this film, as we go on, we see this film is all like a parable. It's all like an allegory. It's a parable of the spiritual journey that every one of us is called to embark on in life. You know, some people never start the spiritual journey. They never do it. Some people just can't believe. But there is something more to life. Just like that little boy realized there was something more to Christmas than he understood. And this something more to life can only be found through a journey of discovery. And I need to believe it before I experience it. And when I go on this spiritual journey, a journey of faith, childlike faith where my trust is in God and I believe that He has a plan and a purpose for my life. As I go on this journey and as I I believe it, I discover my purpose, my gifts, my abilities. And so let's look on. It, It says this, many people today, I hope you're not one of them, but maybe you are, they believe or they think that it's childish to believe the Christmas story. Oh, you don't believe all that stuff, do you? You know, are you one of these religious people? You don't believe all that stuff. I mean, for goodness sake, it's the 21st century. Well, you go without your gift, and I'll get my gift because I'll believe. Many people think it's childish to believe in the Christmas story. And um, let's go on to the next slide the church, in the spiritual journey, the church is just like a train. That's why we've got the train image there. That's why we've got that train outside. I want you to think that you didn't come in and sit in an auditorium, but you got on board the heavenly express, okay? You got on board. I mean, in the polar express, they get served hot chocolate, and you can pick up your gifts on the way out as well. We've got hot chocolate if you didn't pick up yours already. And so, you're on the heavenly express. The church is like the train. Some people almost don't get on board because they just can't believe that it's true, or because they met somebody else once who was on board the church train, and they didn't like them, and they said, I'm not getting on board with all those hypocrites. I'll just be a hypocrite over here on my own (laughs) because we're all hypocrites because none of us live up to our own standards, never mind God's or anybody else's. And so any excuse to stop them boarding the train. Next, please. We go on a long journey through life. Well, I hope it's long. Some people's journey through life is long and some is short, but we go on a long journey through life and we go on it with other travelers. Everyone else here around us, or if you're watching online, the other people in the room that you're in just now, are your fellow travelers. We are on the train together. We are heaven-bound on a journey together. We are going to not a magical place, but a miraculous place. Not the North Pole, but heaven, Not to see Santa and the uh, uh, the elves, but to see our loving Father God and His angels and saints. There's something powerful about our journey. We are headed to an eternal destination. And then, next, as we move on, as we are on this journey, we discover that we are each given a gift, a special gift by God a talent, a personality, a purpose. But we will never experience it until we believe. Sometimes we're not very clear what it is. We know a little bit of it here and a little bit of it there, but we don't really know what it is. In fact, let's look at the next slide because this the greatest gift, that's not even the greatest gift. The greatest gift of all is the gift that we receive from God when we believe. You see, when you believe, you receive a gift from God. The Bible calls it, by a big fancy word, the gift of salvation. Well, what is salvation? It means a lot of things. It means to have your sins forgiven. It means to be given the assurance that you will have eternal life. It means to have been brought into a friendship and a relationship with God. And that is the greatest gift of all. But then you discover that's not the only gift. Until we, ever, until we reach heaven, until we see Him face to face, while we're on the journey, we will be unwrapping lots of gifts we will be discovering that we have gifts within us, gifts that God intends us to share with others, gifts of wisdom, gifts of compassion, gifts of generosity, gifts of leadership, gifts of knowledge, gifts of belief. And so that is the greatest gift of all. And here's the thing. The greatest gift of all is available to us. The ticket is available to us absolutely free of charge. The little boy in the Polar Express didn't have to buy a ticket, he was given it. And it's given to us free of charge because your ticket to heaven has already been paid for. And that is exactly what the Christmas story is all about. That the greatest gift is that God gave his son, Jesus, to the world. And the reason our ticket is free is because Jesus paid the price for our salvation, for our forgiveness, for our eternal life, for us to come in to a relationship with God. I want to show you this in the Bible, and the Bible has a great verse in the book of Romans, chapter 5, and here's what it says. It says, when we were utterly helpless— the little boy at the beginning of the movie in the, in the Polar Express, if somebody had said to him, go to the North Pole and meet Santa, he would say, I am utterly incapable of doing that. I am utterly helpless of doing it. But a train came out of nowhere and carried him there. We are utterly helpless to do anything to make up for all the sins we've committed, to extend our lives a hundred years, never mind eternally, or to do anything to reach God. But God came down to reach us at our level. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Next slide, please. For sins... Our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son. While we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. I am sure you will have received Christmas cards that say, rejoice on them, or joy to the world. Well, what's the joy all about? Why should we rejoice? We can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because Jesus came and He came to make us friends of God. What an amazing gift. But you know, my question to you is this. Will you receive the gift? Will you receive the gift God has for you this Christmas, the greatest gift of all? Because there might be a present under your tree and you don't don't even bother unwrapping it and opening it. Will you receive the gift? Here's what the Bible says in John's gospel. It says this. The Son of Man, that's Jesus himself, must be lifted up. Why? To die on the cross. For what reason? So that everyone who, what's the word, people? Everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Because God was so grumpy and annoyed with the whole world. Is that what it says? For God, what? Loved the world so much that He gave us a Christmas gift, the greatest gift of all, that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone, everyone, not just good people, but bad people too, everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so, I want to just say to you that if you receive the gift that God is offering you, you will never regret it. Never, ever, ever regret it. Because I can remember receiving that gift. I even put down how many years ago it was. 36, there. 36 years ago. One day. I heard the message of Jesus. I had been hearing it for months. I had come to church services. I had been to Christian events. Other people had shared to, with me their own faith. But when, when they were talking about it, it was like something real to them. It was like they could hear the bell ringing. But I couldn't hear anything. It was just a story to me. There was no bell ringing in my heart. Then one day, I was sitting in a place like this and I heard the message of Jesus and it became so real to me, I knew in that moment that this was true. And if this was true, then it demanded that I dedicate the rest of my life to the Savior who came and lived and died and rose again for me. And when I believed in him, at that moment, something happened to me and I changed. All of a sudden, I could hear the bell ringing, so to speak. All of a sudden, the whole world was different. God was real. I became a friend of God, like that Bible passage said. All of a sudden, I knew him, and he knew me. And I would try to share this newfound excitement with others. And I'm telling them, listen to the ringing of the bell. It's real. It's all real. And they're like, I can't hear anything. Because until you believe, it will never become a reality in your life. I want to encourage you today. If you have never truly opened up your life to Jesus Christ, understood who He is, the perfect Son of God, the only Son of God who God gave to this world as a gift, who was born here. We celebrate it every Christmas, who lived His life here who died and rose again, which we celebrate every Easter, but who did it all for a purpose, to pay the price for us, so that we could come into a wonderful new relationship with God, so that we could become the friends of God, so that our sins could be forgiven, and so that new life could be imparted to us, but only when we believe. I want to encourage you all, everyone in this room, everyone in the overflow room, everybody watching online, ask yourself the question tonight, have I really received God's amazing gift, the greatest gift of all? Have I opened it up? Have I embraced it? Have I taken it into my life? Have I believed in him? If you've never done that, I want to encourage you, receive God's gift to you today, God's gift of peace, God's gift of forgiveness, God's gift of eternal life, God's gift of His Son, Jesus. Receive it. But I need to give you a warning. This gift is not like most gifts. You open up a gift, it might be a toaster or something, And you might make toasted sandwiches in it for a few weeks. And then you might get bored with it and put it in the shelf. This gift isn't like this. This gift is not just something you add to your life. This gift actually changes you into a new person. Some of the the things that were once important to you are no longer. Some of the things you once despised, you now love. You're changed. The gift, it is the gift that keeps on giving. It changes you once. It continues to transform you throughout your life so that you go from not knowing who you really are to having the picture completed. And it will con- be at the gift that continues to give to you in heaven for all eternity. I want to encourage us all to stand together We're putting a prayer up on the screen. And this is a prayer to receive the greatest gift of all. And as we pray this prayer together, we are praying that Jesus would become real to each one of us. That the light of the world would shine his light into any darkness in our own hearts and minds and illuminate us and enlighten us and change our lives and after we get to the end of this prayer the worship team are going to lead us in two final Christmas carols at the end of this prayer as we're singing them take the candles that are on the table in front of you there's a lighter and light your candle and we're gonna hold our candles in the air as we sing our last two Christmas carols, symbolizing that the light of the world has come, and the light of the world has brought light to me. And my light is gonna shine. I'm gonna let my little light shine. But first of all, let's ignite our lights. Let's allow God to do something fresh and new. Can I encourage you? to say these words out as we read this prayer together. Let's say them out loud, but don't only say the words. You have to, you have to do something. You have to what? Believe. Let's say it together. Let's look at this and let's pray together. You ready? One, two, three. Father God, I know I am a sinner. I have disbelieved you and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ, your son, died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. I receive the greatest gift of all, forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus Christ. Help me to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. Transform me into the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Can remain standing, light your candle, make a symbolic act saying yes, I've asked God, to bring his light into my heart. And now as a symbol, I light this candle and I, I raise it in the air to say, I too am a true believer in Jesus Christ, the light of the world.